Guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today we've got my friend Daniel Franco of Burnt Timber Outfitters, uh, born and raised in Heber, Arizona, right in the heart of Unit 3C. Daniel, how you doing? Great. How you doing, Jay? Good. Um, recovering a little bit from our Mexico trip. Uh, seems like a pretty <laughs> tough year overall in Sonora. Um, you guys were down there as well and shot some good bucks, but uh, had a tough season. Yeah, it was pretty tough. Um, quality was down, quantity was was down. It was uh, just kind of tough all around. So, yeah, kind of a lackluster rut. Yeah, yep. But we still had a good time, and uh, yeah, we killed some killed some pretty good bucks in our group. But uh, unfortunately, uh, I came home empty-handed. Just didn't see anything that even excited me. So, never even pulled my gun out. Well. That happens sometimes. <laughs> yes, it does. I think you're on the black ball list for at least 10 years after the buck you shot a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know about that, but uh, it's always fun to get down there and, and chase coos deer in January. But, uh, yeah, definitely a tough year this year. Dang it. For those listening that don't know, Daniel went, I believe it was in 2018, no, 2017, he 17, shot 140 yeah. something, 142 inch. How big was it? 141. Yeah, 141. Uh, so he's he's on the he's on the do not shoot for the next 10 years list. He just has to suffer yeah. through the consequences of shooting a big well, giant buck. I, I got one year down without shooting a buck, so that's good. I got nine more to go. <laughs> Daniel, we're sitting here uh, February 1st. We're staring in the face. I believe the deadline is February 11th for Arizona for uh, elk and antelope. I wanted to talk to you specifically about Unit 3A3C, which is where you're born and raised and where Burnt Timber Outfitters does a lot of their work. Um, you guys also guide in Unit 1, Unit uh, 4B, 23, 3B, uh, a lot of those rim country units, but uh, first wanted to get your take on 3A3C as far as moisture conditions going into the draw. How is How are things looking up there as far as moisture? You know, right now we're sitting really good. We've had, uh, we haven't had a, uh, a, a bomber winter as far as moisture goes, but it's been, uh, it's just been steady and consistent. Uh, we've had, uh, few pretty decent snows um we've had actually some rains this year which is kind of odd for us but we've uh had a few rains um so right now we're sitting really good um i would say we're we're probably slightly above average on our moisture right now for uh for this time of year i wouldn't mind seeing uh one or two more pretty good snowstorm uh and then roll into some some spring rains in uh, march and april and maybe one or two in may even wouldn't hurt um but yeah, right now, I mean, we've got uh, all of the tanks are, are pretty much full, um, you know, puddles in the roads, uh, still uh, some snow pack on the north slopes, uh, everything on the north side still got a little bit of snow, so uh, that's going to slowly uh, melt here in the next uh, next couple of three to four weeks and get into the ground. So yeah, right now, moisture is looking really good. Uh, last year was good, so... Looks like we're going to put two good years of moisture together, so that's uh, that's exciting. 
Daniel, uh, looking at 3A, 3C, the archery hunt is September 11th through the 24th. Um, looking at the moon, the moon is full on the 1st or 2nd of September uh, and won't be full again until the end of the month. So it looks like the archery hunt is going to be uh, pretty much the two-week period is going to be a dark moon. Um, what is your anticipation of the quality of rut from the start of the hunt throughout the, throughout the hunt? Um, you, you know, do you think with that darker moon on the 11th, uh, do you think they'll be, you know, going gangbusters, or do you think it'll be one of those things that they progress kind of as the season goes and be more of a normal, normal type three seed rutting year? I think it'll be normal. Um, you know, coming in with that uh, hunt on the 11th. The 11th is maybe a touch early um, of a start, but I'll be honest, I, I like it a little bit early um, because a lot of times if you can locate, you know, a bigger bull that's not into the swing of the rut, um, they're a little bit easier to kill early on before they start to get cows or or uh, start to go crazy. So uh, with the 11th, um, that's going to be that last quarter of the moon um, going right into the new moon about the 17th and then uh, starting to build back up towards the end of the hunt. Um, so I, I think as far as moon phase goes, it's about as good as you can get. Um, so I, I'm excited about that. Um, I think it's going to start out uh, about normal, um, but we're not going to miss any uh, major rutting activity due to, due to full moon or, or due to uh, you know, them rutting at night. So I think that's, that's going to be good. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, to see how this year plays out with that. So. Daniel, in 3C last year, um, obviously we didn't get the summer monsoons that we were hoping for, but we did get a lot of moisture throughout the state um, after the monsoons and had, you know, going into the fall and during the fall had good moisture. Um, talk a little bit about, you know, last season, the archery season in 3C, what you saw as far as rutting activity and did the monsoons or lack of monsoons, good monsoons, uh, play into that running activity. And with that being said, how the activity that you saw last year, how it's going to play in or ha have any effect on this year's uh, running season in 3C? Well, uh, first off, um, last year they did switch that early rifle hunt to before the start uh, of the archery hunt. They, they flopped the seasons last year. So we actually had the early rifle first in 3C, um, and then the archery hunt started, I believe it was on the 20th, uh, and rolled through the first part of October. So, um, you know, it was, it was kind of a kind of a poor monsoon season we didn't we didn't get a lot of that uh you know july and august moisture um and i do think that that played in a little bit uh with the rut um we saw a pretty good rut last year it wasn't wasn't phenomenal uh it wasn't you know one of the best i've ever seen but it wasn't it wasn't horrible by any means it was just kind of an average rut um we had plenty of good days during that archery season uh when we had good running activity um, you know, and like any, like any rutting season, we had a couple of down days, which, I mean, we've, we've seen that even when we have, you know, phenomenal moisture. So, um, I would say it was, you know, just about average, uh, as far as activity, as far as rutting. Um, I do think that the lack of monsoons did play into that a little bit, but, uh, you know, that, that's okay with, uh, 
with that archery hunt being you know later uh we did definitely see the peak of the rut um during that archery season and uh you know i'm i'm looking forward to this year um we left quite a few good bulls on that archery hunt um because the early rifle was first that uh you know we're hoping uh, made it through the uh, late season on the reservation and uh, show back up and we'll see what this year brings but uh, yeah it'll, it'll be exciting for sure guys uh, when I look I'm looking right now at the Go Hunt Insider and I'm looking at the early archery I look down there at 3A3C and for non-residents it's saying anyone with 21 points it's a guaranteed draw uh, with 19 points, it says 83% chance of drawing. Uh, 18 points, 2.2, so it really tapers off between that 18 and 19 point uh, category. Um, Daniel, talk a little bit about, before we went on live, um, you had mentioned that you think there was quite a few people that had given their tags back the year before. Uh, as far as a point structure goes, what is what in your mind as a non-resident is kind of kind of be that magic magic spot well yeah so two years ago we had the the bad drought year um and uh we actually had three clients that ended up turning their tags back that year they they drew in the max pool with 17 um turned their tags back because of of you know lack of moisture and, and drought conditions um so going into last year they had 18 points um, and all three guys drew again in the max pool last year. Um, my my personal feeling is I think because of that drought year, a lot of guys turned their tags back, uh, bought bonus points, you know, whatever the case. Um, and so going into last year, I think a lot of guys cashed in points last year uh, to take advantage of the moisture, to take advantage of not a lot of bulls getting killed the, the previous year because of the drought. Um, so I, I'll be honest, I don't think it'll be that high. Um, I think it's, if anything, I think it's going to trend the opposite where a lot of guys cashed points in last year. So it wouldn't surprise me to see that number even drop a point this year, uh, going into the draw. Daniel, as far as expectations, um, you know, being born and raised there in Heber, right in the heart of 3C. As far as expectations of um, quality of bulls, you know, you've seen everything from when you were a kid to, you know, pre-rodeo uh, rodeo Cheddar Sky Fire to, you know, post-rodeo Cheddar Sky Fire and now where we're at now. Um, talk a little bit about the expectations for people in a 14-day period, you know, what the size quality expectations, uh, what people should expect to see throughout the hunt. And then maybe with that, what are some of the, you know, kind of higher-end expectations that someone might uh, see in a year like this? Well, I think, like I said, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this year, uh, pretty optimistic based on, based on our moisture, based on putting two years of good moisture together. So going into this year, um, I think those expectations are going to be a little bit higher than normal. I mean, normally we uh, we tell our, uh, you know, potential clients and those people that we talk to that, you know, 3C, especially on the archery hunt, um, you know, we're, we're targeting those 350-plus those bulls. We're looking for a 350-plus type bull. Those are the ones that we're, uh, you know, trying to target on that archery hunt. Um, 
and and that's kind of just a kind of a general broad because you know a lot of that depends on the year depends on the moisture depends on the rut depends on on a lot of things um going into last year um that number was was up higher it was it was more of a 360 uh type um goal is what we were were looking at last year going into the archery hunt um especially based off of the early rifle what we had seen you know during the early rifle season what we had killed on that hunt so uh, I think going into this year, I think it's going to be similar. I think I think those 360 plus bulls. I think in 14 days, um, it's not unrealistic to to see a, a 370 or 380 type bull and 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 you know put all your efforts into him and chase him and try to get him killed. Um, you know, I as far as you know the top end, I, it's not uncommon for for a 400 inch bull to come out of 3C. Um, it seems like there's typically on on good years there's typically one or two that comes out of 3c every year so um i don't think that that's uh you know completely out of reach i think it's i think they're few and far between they're definitely not behind every tree but there's uh there's definitely that potential and that genetic to you know to find something in that uh you know 400 inch range you know once a year so um, but I think uh, uh, definitely a more realistic goal is is something in that in that 360 plus range. Daniel, I'm looking at the regs right now, and it it's the there's a hundred bull tags, archery bull tags, and there's 50 mm-hmm. cow tags. That's mm-hmm. a decrease in tags. So with only 150 people out there in the woods, how do you think that is going to play in for a better quality hunt? Uh, I think it's huge. I'll be honest. I, I think that is is going to be big. Um, you know, that's a that's a 35 tag decrease on the archery bull, and uh, I, I'll be honest. Can't remember if the archery cow was 60 or 75, but either way, that's a that's a 10 to 25 tag decrease uh, on the archery cow. So that's that's going to be you know 45 to to 60 people less in the woods with with a bow in hand and a, and a cow call and a bugle that uh that's going to be big this year uh only having that 150 uh tag holders in the woods so um that's that's another reason that uh i i think that 3c is going to get uh get targeted pretty hard this year because of of the the tag decrease and uh the, the quality that came out of there last year so um i think it's i think it's gonna be big as we talk about the archery hunt, I can't help but think about the early rifle hunt. Uh, with last year, you mentioning that the early rifle hunt went before the archery hunt. Uh, this year, it's back on the back end of the archery hunt, like more like normal. Uh, it mm-hmm. seems like for years, it was 40 tags there in 3C, uh, and I'm noticing that that number has been, it, it's, it's at 25 uh, is that a de- decrease as well? And talk a little bit about, you know, the quality of hunt that you think that that three C arc or uh, early rifle will be. So it was it was forty tags about oh, I'm going to say five or six years ago. Uh, then they dropped it down to thirty, and uh, now it's down to twenty five. It was twenty five last year as well. Um, so it's been hovering right there at twenty five for the last few years. Um, that is, it, it's a phenomenal hunt. Um, you know, this year we're going to be fighting the moon a little bit. Um, but you know, with the archery hunt ending on the 24th, I mean, you're, you've basically got that last week of September, uh, on that early rifle hunt. That's going to be, 
just going to be a phenomenal hunt. It always is. It's always, you know, it's always a fun hunt after you've chased bulls for two weeks with a bow and uh, had so many close encounters and, you know, bulls that get away from a tree branch or, or being just out of range with the bow. It's always nice to roll into that early rifle season where, you know, now you're, you're 250, 300 yards, no problem and, and dropping, dropping big bulls. So, uh, that is a, it's a great hunt. A lot of, a lot of running action. Um, you know, that's, that's the hunt that we really look forward to because we've, we've got about a month straight of, of just solid boots on the ground scouting in. Um, and we know exactly what bulls we want to kill. And we've already got our hit list made up from all of our scouting and the archery hunt. And so it's, uh, it's a matter of getting in there and getting those bulls killed. And then, and it's a good time. I'm, I'm looking here. Uh, it doesn't appear that there's a 3A, 3C late archery hunt. Uh, unless I'm unless I'm missing, is that new? No, they they did away with that probably three years three about three years ago, three or four years ago. Um, okay. Another change uh, in three C is they've actually they've actually cut the tags uh, kind of across the board uh, on, on the cow hunts as well. Uh, the junior cow they cut by fifty. Um, the general cow they actually had two general cow seasons. One was uh, the middle of October, and then one was right after the mule deer hunt in November. Uh, they've actually, because of the alternative management for the mule deer, they've actually deleted the entire hunt the middle of October um, and only have 250 tags in the November hunt, which is actually about a 200-tag decrease uh, in cow hunts. So um, that's going to help the mule deer hunt um by not having a you know a general cow season come in right before the mule deer hunt, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna kill a lot less cows in three C. So um, that and they also did add a champ hunt uh, in the middle of October that's 15 tags, and that's a, that's an any elk. So which I think is a good thing. You know, three C does have a lot of road access. Um, you can you can almost drive the entire unit. Uh, you know, via road systems through the unit. Uh, so I think that's a good thing to to allow those uh, the the champ permit holders to to be able to get into three C. I think it's a little bit uh, late as far as trying to kill a trophy bull the sixteenth through the twenty second. I believe um, that's going to be uh, still going to be a good hunt. I still think you can um, if if you have any mobility whatsoever. I think that uh, you could still probably kill a pretty decent bull. But uh, I think by then the majority of the big bulls have already already started to make their way back to the reservation as the as the rut winds down. One of the things when we've talked on the mule deer, the 3C mule deer, with, you know, having right on the cusp of being a pretty dang good unit for deer, it seems like the cow hunts that are right before those mule deer hunts typically drive you insane because of trying to pattern bucks and what have you. Um, it sounds like with the main cow hunt right before the, um, you know, your October deer hunt, that that could really increase the quality of experience and potentially the quality of, of you know, antler, you know, maximum capacity type thing with being able to pattern those deer before they get all mucked up by the cow hunters. Would you agree with that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, we, and we've we've talked in the past on, on previous podcasts where we we've had bucks located, you know, bucks from previous years, and uh, 
you know, the, the junior cow hunt doesn't seem to affect them near as bad. There's just not near as many people out, you know, walking around and walking canyons and, and walking right through the middle of these, these bucks home area and, and blowing them out like, like we see on the general cow hunt. So yeah, by completely eliminating that general cow hunt prior to that, I think that's going to do, uh, wonders for that three C, uh, rifle mule deer hunt. So then we want to talk about your favorite hunt of the year, which is the 3A3C <laughs> late elk hunt, November 27th through December 3rd, oh. your favorite. Oh, it's my absolute favorite. <laughs> 250 tags. Um, talk a little That's bit about a, why that hunt. You guys are very successful on the hunt, but talk about why it's such a tough hunt. Um, well, first off, uh, 250 tags this year. That's a 50 tag decrease from last year. Last year it was at 300. Uh, they cut it to 250. I, I wish they would have cut it to 150, to be honest with you, but I know there's... Cut it to five? <laughs> cut it out completely? <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, it's just a tough hunt. You know, guys, you know, they, they see a lot of the bulls that are killed in 3C on the early hunts, and uh, they just don't realize that the majority, the vast majority of those bulls uh, are not in the unit by the time November rolls around. Um, they all head back to the reservation. That's their safe haven. That's their sanctuary. Um, you know, even though there is a late uh, tribal hunt, uh, bull hunt on the reservation, they still they still get over there. It's it's uh, thicker. It's steeper canyons. You know, less roads. They're just, they're able to get away from people. Uh, a lot easier than they are in 3C. So, um, you know, a lot of guys come into that late hunt with, with you know, high expectations, you know, and especially when they're looking to, to hire an outfitter, they're, they're kind of shooting for the moon on that, and it's, it's just a tough hunt, and it can be a grind. And, and uh, you know, we, like you said, we've been extremely fortunate, um, and, and I credit that to a ton of scouting. Um, we put in uh, basically from the time that the, Mule deer hunt ends the the first uh, part of November. We uh, we're out either, you know, trying to trying to fly glassing, uh, just just hitting the ground as hard as we can, trying to get some bulls located. Because by then, if if you can find bulls the first part of November, there's a pretty dang good chance they're going to be there uh, come the end of November when that late hunt starts. So, um, yeah, it's tough. It, it, it's definitely a grind. I mean, it's not nice weather at all i mean this this last year we fought fog and snow uh for the first three days um and it just just made it even even that much tougher uh you know there was last year there was 300 um this year 250 tag holders so there's a lot of people and not a lot of elk so it just it, it makes it tough daniel i want to talk about some of the other units that you guys hunt as well um, before we do that guys i want to thank the sponsors of the podcast I want to remind you about Go Hunt Insider. If you're not an Insider member right now, we're going into the draw application period across the West. Uh, the best Western hunting resource tool out there is the Go Hunt Insider. Uh, you get a $50 Go Hunt gear, gift card just for signing up. Go to gohunt.com forward slash jscott and uh, just follow the prompts. You're going to get that $50 gift card. If you want the best draw odds for all the Western states, um, go check out Go Hunt Insider. I also want to thank uh, Go Hunt 
optics department. My friend Cody Nelson is the optics manager there. And I also want to report that they won the Swarovski Optic uh, Dealer of the Year Award, which is a highly prestigious award that Swarovski gives out. And um, my hat's off to Cody and uh, the amount of work that he puts in and the customer service and, and the care that he gives you guys uh, is amazing. And uh, Swarovski recognized that. And uh, Go Hunt is the Swarovski Dealer of the Year um, and that's just an amazing feat, only two years in that uh, a company could step up. And I think that just goes to show what kind of guy Cody is. Um, if you have any optics needs at all, uh, binoculars, spotting scopes, rifle scopes, range finders, you name it, tripods, anything to do with glassing, give Cody a call. Not only do they carry Swarovski, they carry uh, all of the other brands, Zeiss, Leica, Vortex, um, Leupold. Uh, a bunch of a bunch of optical brands there. Give Cody a call at 702-847-8747. That's extension two. You can also text him on his cell phone 602-399-3699. Uh, you can also send him an email at optics at gohunt.com. Congratulations uh, to the guys at GoHunt for being the Swarovski Optic Dealer of the Year. Uh, I also want to thank Kuyu Ultralight Hunting. Kuyu is the gear that I wear on all my hunts. Go to kuyu.com. That's K-U-I-U.com to find out more. I also do a Q&A a lot of times on my storyboard on my Instagram page. If you have any questions, you can call the customer service there at Kuyu, but you can also ask me a question on my Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is at jscottoutdoors. I want to thank uh, PhoneScope. Go to... Uh, Phonescope.com, use the JSCOT20 promo code. That's going to save you 10% there. Phonescope is the digiscoping adapter I use to take uh, spot, a spotting scope and photos through my binoculars uh, off my iPhone 10. And then I also want to thank Onyx Maps. Uh, go to onyxmaps.com, use the JSCOT20 promo code. That's going to get you a 20% discount. Uh, Daniel... You guys also, your, your team of guides, you work Unit 1, uh, you guys work Unit 4B, you work 3B, 23. Um, anything specifically jump out in those units that you want to point out or you know, anything of note that, that we didn't cover um, there? Uh, yeah, I, you know, Unit 1, they, they finally had a decrease in tags as well. Uh, which is which is a good thing. I think uh, they they finally realized uh, that the quality was starting to slip a little bit, um, and I I credit that largely uh, due to the late hunt. Uh, that that late hunt in Unit One has has really taken its toll on on mature bulls, uh, which in turn has uh, has dropped the quality uh, in Unit One a little bit. So they've uh, They've reacted to that uh, this year. They've they've lowered uh, archery tags by 50. Uh, they dropped uh, five tags off of the uh, uh, early muzzleloader this year. Um, they dropped uh, 75, I believe, off the late bull. Um, so yeah, hopefully that'll that'll help unit one a little bit. Still a still a great unit. Um, I just I just think that the quality has slipped uh, just a bit here in the last few years. There, so the, I'm glad to see them drop uh, tag numbers there as well. So. Um, the other other units, 3B and 4B, they pretty much uh, had no change there in, in those units. Um, you know, still not not your top tier units, 
um, but for those with with uh, fewer points that are you know tired of waiting on the Arizona draw to to shine on them, they're uh, they're starting to you know use up fewer points to draw some of these units like uh, like three B and four B. Uh, seems like we get a lot of guys that once they've finally drawn their you know unit one or three C tag, uh, they continue to apply and, and start applying for these other units, a three B or a four B, and hopes of uh, drawn tags a little sooner and coming back to Arizona and, and hunting again. So, You know, Daniel, when you look at um, Units 3B and you look at Units 4B, what's interesting to me is, according to the GoHunt.com Insider, uh, Unit 3B, the archery, is 14 point is a guarantee 100% whereas 4B is 10 points. That's a big difference in my mind. Is th In your mind, is 3B that much better than 4B to have a four-point difference? You know, 3B has just a lot more of that um, typical elk habitat, you know, the, the ponderosa pines, the, you know, what, what a lot of guys think of when they think of, you know, elk hunting. So... Um, I, I think for that reason alone, um, I think that's why that one probably requires more points uh, as a non-resident to draw versus versus 4B. 4B does have some of that, you know, high country, ponderosa pine, uh, elk habitat on the south end of the unit. But as you head north, uh, it drops down into that pinyon juniper cedar uh, and actually all the way into 4B north where it drops down into to your antelope country, your your cedar flats, uh, which which still has uh, some elk. Um, I think the the other uh, aspect there is I think there's the the elk are more um, evenly spread throughout the unit in three B, whereas in four B it's it's definitely more pocketed. There's definitely you know pockets of elk here, pockets of elk there. Uh, you can go to quite a few places in four B where where you won't hear a bugle uh, in September and. You know that's that could be one of two things. Either they're just not talking, or there's no elk there. But uh, um, I think the rut's a little bit better in three B than it is in four B, and that's that's why it's requiring more points for a three B versus a four B. And talking about four B, I'm looking down at the late rifle four B late rifle. That's a pretty tough hunt because there's really not <laughs> a lot of vantage. I mean, there's no glassing. It's thick. You just it, laugh. It's probably one of the toughest late hunts in the state, um, just for that reason. There's there's not a lot of vantage points. Um, it's relatively flat, uh, thick. Um, it, it's just tough. It is a tough, tough hunt. Um, I, I'm I'm just curious. Do, does it show the success rate on that hunt by chance? Um, yeah, I, I could look. Yeah, it wouldn't Maybe surprise me if it's single digits. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal, isn't it? It's brutal. Um, yeah, I, I got to imagine the success rate on that hunt is probably somewhere around ten percent, um, maybe a little less, maybe a hair more, depending on the year. It seems like every every now and then we we uh, you know hear of, of people finding a pocket of bulls in a in a spot where they can you know kind of glass them and keep eyes on them and, and get some bulls killed, but. Uh, for the most part, they retreat to the canyons. They retreat to the thick stuff. 
um, you know, and, and uh, it's it's pretty much a if you see antlers, you better shoot that bull because it might be the last bull you see type of hunt. So it's tough. Daniel, for the guys out there that are thinking of putting in for 3C or 1 or 4B or 3B, 23, um, how's the, what's the best way for guys to get a hold of you if they want to talk to you guys about the upcoming, you know, upcoming season, upcoming hunt? Uh, the best way is just call us. Um, both of uh, mine and Mike's cell phone numbers are on our website. Um, they can message us through Instagram at uh, Burnt Timber Outfitters. Um, we've also got a website, which is uh, com. We've got a little bit of an issue right now where if you try to Google search it and click on the Google search engine link, uh, it takes you to a different website uh, that's trying to sell Viagra, which is definitely not us. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're trying to work with uh, Google and, and GoDaddy and get that uh, remedied. We've actually got a new website uh, that we're ready to launch. Uh, we've made uh, made some big changes to our website, um, and uh, we're we're actually in the process of trying to get that launched. But until we can get the Google search uh, issue squared away, we don't we don't want to we don't want to put it up yet until we can get that resolved, which we're hoping to have resolved here in the, in, before the uh, draw results come out for elk and antelope. No, nope. hopefully here within nope, the next month. Intended, we can do you don't want to put it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I've had a few guys going, hey, is uh, Burnt Timber Outfitters in the Viagra business now? <laughs> yeah, lovely. Uh, so, lovely. So, uh, yeah, but you can, they can, if you type in burnttimberoutfitters.com, our website comes up. Uh, you can email us. Our email's on there. Our, our cell phone numbers are on there. Feel free to call us. Uh, we'd love to talk elk, love to talk about uh you know, elk hunting and, and draw strategy and all that. Um, you can uh, follow us or, or DM us on uh, Instagram um, at uh, either Burnt Timber Outfitters or uh, mine or Mike's uh, personal uh, Instagram accounts, um, which I'm, I'm sure most most follow. Um, but uh, yeah, so there's a couple different ways to get a hold of us and and, and talk strategy and uh, talk uh, odds and and uh, kind of go from there and course it requires a lot of luck yeah well buddy um thanks for coming on and sharing with us um looking forward to another great season i think the 2020 season could be a really good elk season um for sure and you know you guys do some antelope hunts um you know you most your main focus is on elk but is there anything that jumps out you at you on the antelope front there in some of the units that you hunt um, you know, we, we do some antelope hunts. Seems like every year we get a couple of clients. Um, we actually enjoy, uh, enjoy the antelope hunts because, uh, you know, with, with three C and, and a little bit of unit one, but mostly three C with most of the bulls, you know, living on the reservation until, uh, until it comes time for the rut. Um, we really don't spend a whole lot of time scouting in the summer for elk. Um, so once we get antelope clients, we, we spend a lot of our summers, uh, out looking at antelope, get an inventory of, you know, the antelope in the unit. Um, so that's, that's something that's always fun for us. Um, the, uh, antelope units that, I mean, obviously kind of like elk, um, we're not going to travel all over the state to try to guide a unit that we've never been in or, you know, is six hours away. So we, we pretty much, uh, stay right here, you know, close to home. Um, so kind of the, the units that we really focus on and, and 
and mostly guide is uh, uh, units 3A and 3C, obviously, um, unit 1, uh, unit 4B, 4A, and 5A and 5B. Awesome. All right, buddy. Well, thanks for coming on and sharing with us, and I encourage the listeners to reach out to Daniel and Mike and their crew if they've got any questions about that rim country uh, area hunting. And, uh, Daniel, as always, thanks for coming on. Thanks for sharing with us. God bless you. Sorry you didn't shoot a buck in Mexico, but um, <laughs> uh, I'm glad your buddy's got some nice bucks, and uh, I still don't feel too sorry for you with a 141-incher that you shot a couple years ago. So you're you're going to have to suffer through that for the next, oh, probably 15 or 20 years with me. Oh, I know. I know, and I'm, I've, I've come to terms with it, and I'm, uh, I'm okay with it. <laughs> right on, buddy. Take care. Hey, thank you, Jake. All right, bye.